0: It's Thursday, January twenty eighth. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chrisell. Joining me in studio today from Motley Fool Rule Breakers and Supernova, Aaron Bush and David Kretzman. Happy Thursday, gents. Hey Chris. Happy Thursday. It is a happy Thursday because, as you pointed out right before we started taping, Aaron, it's a lot more fun to talk about stocks that are going up.
1: Yep. <laughs> That's so, simple. A welcome change. <laughs>
0: it, 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 it is a welcome change, and we're seeing that in PayPal. We're seeing that in Under Armour and we're seeing that in the Facebook holy cow fourth quarter profit topped the 1 billion dollar mark for the first time ever and what do you say Aaron i mean <laughs> it's a lot of
2: money it is a lot of
0: money and i feel like i say this every quarter but it's it's true it, it you just go back a few years and the big question facing facebook was how in the world are they ever going to make money off of mobile? The world is increasingly going mobile. They're not making any money. And, it, and when they went public, they weren't making any money. They weren't making a dime off of mobile. Mm-hmm. And now, it's what is it? Is it three quarters of the money that they're pulling in?
1: Something like that. Maybe even more. 80% in the last quarter.
0: What stood out to you in this quarter? Besides, obviously, the headline of, the amount of profit this quarter has nine zeros behind it.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, it was a monster quarter, and really, just looking over the past year, it really was a monster year. There's so much business momentum going on for these guys right now. Revenue was up 44, percent. and considering this is a 300 billion dollar company, that's that's very fast growth for a large company. So I think that really says a lot. Um, and then, I mean, the earnings growth was tremendous too. And it um, kind of over the just looking at this quarter over the past year, that it about doubled, a little more than doubled. So we're seeing. A lot of scale advantage kick into gear. Um, so, so as you mentioned, the, this was the first quarter that they produced one billion dollars in net income. But it might be the first, it might be the second quarter that they also had one billion daily active users, um, which is, I mean, that's that's a, that's an incredible number. That's a huge percentage of the world. And when you throw in um, Instagram and WhatsApp into that. You're really looking at them connecting 40% of the world's population on any given day. And that number is only ticking higher. And then when you throw in the really efficient, precise advertising into that equation, so unprecedented scale, unprecedented demographics, you really start to see. Um, unprecedented advertising efforts. And that's really why Facebook is just raking in the dough right now.
0: And I think part of the enthusiasm with this stock is not just the billion-dollar profit, but the recognition, David, that they haven't really tapped video as a revenue source, and they certainly haven't in any meaningful way tapped virtual reality.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of potential there. I forget the exact number, but Facebook's making a lot of progress with its video platform. And just as a user, I've noticed that man, it's a lot easier to watch videos on Facebook than it was six months ago. You know, they're they're definitely making progress there, and the the hours of videos um, that are watched on Facebook is definitely ticking higher. The company's making a lot of progress there. I thought it was interesting. Cheryl uh, Sandberg, she mentioned that 98 of the top 100 advertisers on Facebook are also advertising on Instagram, which recently rolled out advertising uh, within the past year. So early advertising efforts on Instagram are also grabbing hold. And uh, yeah, as you mentioned, Chris, uh, the pre orders for the Oculus headset um, are, are coming in this month. And uh, Mark Zuckerberg, he mentioned that there are over um, 100 virtual reality games and experiences that are also. Um, coming to Oculus this year, so that's not a huge number, uh, but hopefully it's enough to sort of appease those early adopters of the Oculus headset, and hopefully you'll see more developers um, come up with with content for for this virtual reality platform going forward. Because there's certainly a lot of potential for Oculus. I, I don't think we'll see it meaningfully, you know, contribute to these staggering numbers that Facebook is reporting anytime soon. But when you look out three to five years, it's definitely going to be, I think, a key category for the company.
0: Is there an Achilles' heel to this company? Because When they made the acquisition of WhatsApp to the tune of $19 billion, Mm -hmm. there were legitimate questions about that, because there wasn't a plan in place to monetize that, and it's $19 billion. Mm -hmm. That's a huge check that they're writing. I feel like that's no longer a concern, not just because of the way they've been able to increase their mobile revenue, Increase their profits, but also because, as you mentioned, Aaron, when you look at what they're doing with Instagram, which they only paid a billion dollars for, right? It's almost, I mean, at this point, it's almost like who cares what they do with WhatsApp? I mean, even if it doesn't turn into some sort of profit machine in the way that Instagram has, they've already got, you know, they're already on their third hit.
2: Yeah, I mean the business definitely is not reliant on WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they have about nineteen billion dollars in cash right now, anyways, which is what um, they they paid for <laughs> WhatsApp. So a lot of money sitting in the bank. Um, WhatsApp also just dropped their their one dollar a year uh, subscription fee, which um, I think says a lot. We're also seeing this in Facebook Messenger, but messaging apps are starting to become tools for broader services and. Um, as more and more services start utilizing, you know, payments through Messenger, um, or just figuring out how to, figuring out how to work with them, I think we could see both Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp um, find new business models in the years
1: ahead. Yeah, when you back out acquisitions, free cash flow for Facebook grew sixty seven percent last year mm-hmm. to over six billion, or about yeah more than six billion dollars in twenty fifteen. So this company is just churning out a lot of cash, and that number is ticking up really quickly. Under
0: Armour's fourth quarter profit was just slightly higher than expected, but the guidance that Under Armour put out for 2016 was big, and that's the word to describe the stock movement: up 18% today.
1: Not too bad. And this is a stock that's come down, you know, a decent amount over the past few months with with the broader downturn. It's a stock that I don't think has ever looked cheap, you know, in the 10 years or so that's been you know publicly traded. But Kevin Plank, founder and CEO of Under Armour, he Continues to deliver. He's just a voracious competitor, and this is a, a wonderful business, and it continues to grow. So for this quarter, sales up thirty one percent to one point two billion dollars. Uh, the the apparel segment uh, brought in its twenty fifth consecutive quarter of more than twenty percent uh, sales growth, and that that's the company's biggest uh, segment. Sales were up twenty two percent for there. Um, Stephen Curry that the Curry signature basketball line shoe is is really helping footwear sales those are up 95% still a smaller portion of revenue is just 160 167 million dollars out of that 1.2 billion dollars in sales but then the company is also making progress internationally where sales grew 70% so this is a company all these different segments are really seeing a lot of progress and for me, coming back from CES a few weeks ago, the company that, thats where they unveiled a lot of their connected fitness uh, products, where they're essentially integrating tech into their their sneakers, their their shirts, and connecting that to their um, connected fitness apps. And that—that's the the company's really t- doing their first uh, steps to monetize that platform. And so far this year, they've added one hundred and thirty thousand new users each day. Uh, to those uh, connected fitness apps that they have, so companies make a lot of progress there. We're still seeing the the early stages of them monetizing connected fitness, but man, Kevin Plank, he's just someone he, he's he's so determined, and the company just continues to deliver some outstanding results.
0: How are they doing on the expense side? I'm just mindful of the fact that we're a few months away, well, maybe not a few months away, we're what six months away from the Summer Olympics, and it, we saw this a couple years ago with the Men's World Cup in soccer where part of the narrative with Under Armour, certainly to a greater degree with Nike, they basically came out and said, hey, yeah, we're going to be spending more money on marketing because it's a big global stage. Uh, I'm just curious if there was any color on that from the company.
1: I I didn't notice anything specifically uh, to that. Something that the the main thing that concerns me with Under Armour, financially speaking, their their cash flow production is still pretty lumpy. So it's actually down um, year over year in the fourth quarter. And it was negative as a whole in 2015. So the company is burning through cash right now. They spent 710 million dollars to acquire those three connected fitness companies that make up. Kind of that connected fitness ecosystem that they're building, they have six hundred seventy million dollars in debt, one hundred thirty million dollars in cash. So this is a company; they're not cash flow positive. At least for last year, they weren't cash flow positive. They have a lot more debt than they've they've never had this much debt in their history. So I think that that's the main potential red flag for me to watch. So. We'll we'll see, but they're they're making a huge bet on connective fitness. But I I can start to see where Kevin Plank is going with this kind of connect building this this ecosystem where it's more than just an apparel company, but integrating apparel and tech. And it's so far there's a lot of promise for that kind of ecosystem. I think
0: one of the big spin-offs of 2015 was eBay spinning off PayPal. Both companies reporting today and very different results, Aaron. PayPal's fourth quarter profits slightly higher than expected. Uh, Revenue was up as well. Uh, The stock was trading around a 52-week low. I mean, it hasn't even been public for 52 weeks, but it was trading near its low. But it's up about seven percent today. Uh, We can get to eBay's fourth quarter results in a second. Um, uh, But what did you think of the numbers that PayPal put up?
2: I think they're getting the job done. Um, PayPal's story is really about owning as much of the digital payment space as they really can and that's it's really what they're doing so this was a quarter of pretty steady market share gains revenue was up 15% earning earnings growth was a little bit higher um, the operating margin was also ticked a little bit higher too as they as they gained some skill uh, they're generating plenty of cash flow management um, announced a new two billion dollar share repurchase plan um, which is always good to see um, But, yeah, as I mentioned, so it's really about controlling as much of the digital payments arena as they can. And to kind of get a grasp on that, you have to look at all of their different brands. So, PayPal itself um, continues to expand its merchant network. Um, It's striking new deals uh, recently with Alibaba, for example, um, processing significantly more payment transactions and, just as importantly, um, more transactions per active account. So, people are using PayPal more than they have any time in the past. Braintree, which is kind of their white-label, behind-the-scenes payment processor for companies like Uber, Airbnb, so a lot of big names, is growing very quickly. Um, and they're making new partnerships, such as powering purchases through Facebook Messenger. That was announced this past quarter as well. So, seeing some progress um, with them. Venmo, which is their um, What is Venmo? <laughs> it's it's their peer-to-peer uh, payment platform. So we would just like have an app, and I could send money your way, really simply.
0: That's great. Do you want to do that after the show?
2: uh, Maybe (laughs) the (laughs) other way around. (laughs) But yeah, so their total payment volume grew 174%, which is massive. And then lastly, Zoom, which was just recently acquired. Um, It provides international money transfer services. is doing really well, too. So that's a lot (laughs) going on, a lot of different brands. But all of them are pretty much on fire right now, and all are working towards kind of the singular purpose of Owning this digital landscape, and so the the runway here is massive, and PayPal just continues to to take ground.
1: Would you expect them to grow faster than fifteen percent? I don't know. When I think of PayPal, I would expect them to grow a little little faster It's sort of a random question. But...
0: Well, so that that it's a great question, and and it ties into what was going to be my next question, which was the the other news out of PayPal today is they announced a two billion dollar stock buyback plan, which. The only word I can think of is odd. I, I just I looked at that and I thought, well, wait a minute, what I think of that kind of plan as something for certainly more mature public companies. They've been public less than a year. This is not a huge company. I don't know. I was I, I just sort of looked at
2: that and thought, is that really the best use of two billion dollars? Well, PayPal is a very large business. So they're about a forty billion dollar business right now. Bigger right than now. eBay, yeah. Yeah. And and so fifteen percent is still pretty good for that size of business. It's if you look on constant currency terms, it's actually higher. So there there's a little bit there too. But they, they just produce so much cash. They have about three and a half billion in cash on the balance sheet, no debt. So they do have money to work with, and if they they don't see any amazing acquisition targets and can't really just throw a lot of investment back in the business, they have to do something hmm. with it. And I guess share repurchases is what they're choosing to do right now. Top of the list.
0: eBay's eBay is almost like the opposite of Under Armour in that their quarterly results, their fourth quarter results, were masked by their guidance for 2016, which was disappointing, to say the least. And it's pretty striking, not just that PayPal is bigger than eBay, but when I was looking at eBay's quarter and looking at how big that company is, market cap around $27 billion, Amazon's going to report after the closing bell today, Amazon's literally 10 times the size of eBay, and I'm old enough to remember a time when eBay versus Amazon was a completely legitimate debate. Those were two businesses, young, born of the internet, that were very much seen as head-to-head competitors. In fact, there was a point when eBay had such success with its online auctions that both Amazon and Yahoo launched their own Mm -hmm. auction platform. That did not last very long at all. But that was a real debate 15 years ago, which one of these two is going to succeed. And now it's now that I'm wondering if what people, what a lot of people thought about eBay when PayPal was under the eBay umbrella, and what people wondered was, gosh, if you spin out PayPal, is eBay no longer a business worth owning? And I don't want to judge it just on one quarter, but if you just look at a snapshot of these two, we're certainly seeing that narrative today.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think eBay is still a good business. I don't, I don't know too well to say whether or not someone should own it or not, especially compared to PayPal. Um, but the, I mean, losing PayPal did kind of take a kicker to, of their growth away from them. Uh, they also now have to pay PayPal processing costs. And um, I know they're spending a good chunk of money right now, which is hurting their earnings, just to rebuild infrastructure that they lost when when (laughs) PayPal separated away. So there are some kind of shorter term things going on, but I mean, for sure, a lot of the the long term worries
1: still still remain. Yeah, I look at I look at eBay, similar to how people look at Yahoo without Alibaba. You know, if and when Yahoo gets rid of, spins out Alibaba or does something with it, the core business of Yahoo probably isn't going to be that attractive of a business tone. eBay is still a good business, but it's not going to be, you know, a fast grower. So without PayPal, you know, there's nothing pushing those results upward.
0: A couple of things before we wrap up on yesterday's episode, uh, Bill Barker put the call out for listeners to run the numbers on the earnings call drinking games that John Laguerre at T-Mobile had put out for Verizon and AT&T. And it took just a few hours for an email to come in from Jack Phillips, one of our listeners, who ran the numbers. And According to Jack's math, and I'm, I'm just going to take his word for it, if you're playing the Verizon Earnings Call drinking games, you're consuming 28 total drinks. Uh, if you are playing the AT&T game, 33 total drinks. So,
1: Life-threatening. I was going to say, you're,
0: <laughs> you're getting pretty soused either way, but a little bit more with AT&T. So thank you to, to Jack for sending that in. Uh, Mr. Kretzman. next week, you and I are not going to be here. We're heading out to San Diego. We've got a, a, uh, an event for our Motley Fool One members that we're going to, you're more familiar with San Diego than I am. What, what's one or two things I should look to do? We're staying in the Gaslamp District, mm-hmm. the historic Gaslamp District in San Diego. What am I eating when I go to San Diego?
1: Boy, well, I'm gluten free and a vegetarian, so I don't know if you okay, want food You're to the wrong person for me. Person yeah, for me to don't ask. ask me that. <laughs> but a place to go uh, is Coronado Island, which is right across um, the, the bay front, or right across the San Diego Harbor, and you actually take a, a ferry from where we're going to be in the Gaslamp Quarter, right across the Coronado, and you can go to the Hotel Del, uh, which is, you know, a very famous. That's, inter- that's the iconic hotel from the classic film Some Like It Hot. That's the Marilyn Monroe. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't seen the movie, but um, yeah, oh, it's, it's, it's an iconic hotel and just. Gorgeous. I mean, there's so much to do, but I actually prefer downtown San Diego is my favorite part of San Diego. But uh, Coronado Island, man, that's definitely a place to go.
0: Jack Lemmon, Tony Curtis, and Marilyn Monroe, classic black and white comedy. Some like it hot. Alright, Coronado Island. Let's see if we can make a trip there. We'll check it out. Thanks for being here, guys.
2: Thank you. Thanks.
0: As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So, don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on Monday.